Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Three Down Nation podcast powered by Jiffy Lube. He's Justin Dunk. I'm John Hodge. Today we're discussing TSN's poor ratings for the 2021 CFL draft, Chuba Hubbard signing his first NFL contract, and the Riders' top pick. But first, Dunkster, you reported that TSN's coverage of the draft drew an average audience of 57,000 viewers which was down over 20% from last year. Do you think that's worrisome? A little bit for a number of reasons, Hodge, and we're never going to know the exact reason why, but to me, it shows even just a little bit that not playing in 2020 has hurt the CFL's audience overall. And also, I would argue that the league and a little bit of TSN did not do a good enough job promoting the draft. For example, the league had a tweet from their own Twitter account which said the draft was on Wednesday night. (laughs) We know the draft was on Tuesday night, Hodge. And when you compare the CFL draft ratings to the NFL draft, and a lot of people will throw their hands up and say it's not a valid comparison. And I'm not going to say it should be on par with the NFL draft numbers because the first round of the NFL draft drew an average audience of 256,000 viewers on TSN. And buddy, that doesn't even count what the audience would have been on NFL Network. So I think it could have definitely been higher if you put them together. So that's five times the CFL draft. But to me, that's not the the issue. The issue is the rise. That was a 26.7% increase year over year for the NFL draft on TSN compared to 2020. So to me, that shows that the NFL was able to power through and play an entire season. Now, they have more money to be able to do it, obviously, in a COVID-19 world, but it shows you that the damage has been done at least a little bit because the CFL wasn't able to get on the field in 2020. I, I agree with that, and I will say I, I'm in the camp where, yeah, you can't really compare them. They're not the same thing, uh, right? There, there's never going to be a Trevor Lawrence in the CFL draft, a guy who comes in and is a potential you know, MVP in his first season. That, that doesn't really happen. That said, obviously MVP. the CFL draft. You hey, should get could... those odds up at Bodog Canada. <laughs> You're absolutely right. We should. Uh, but But what I'm saying is, look, like, the CFL draft deserves more respect. It deserves more attention um, of all the hype and the buildup that went into the CFL draft. I think that we did more of it than anybody else. Um, and it is nice, don't get me wrong, to uh, own that marketplace. 
Uh, but if TSN wants to compete with us and build their own brand and and do more to support the CFL's prospects who deserve more attention, who deserve more people uh, to know who they are and know their stories, then I would welcome it because these guys, these players, these prospects deserve it, I think, quite honestly. And uh, I was very proud of our coverage. I thought you and JC Abbott did a sensational job on the live stream. I was pr- I was pleased with uh, with my mock. I was pleased with, with the grades that went out. Um, I've got a lot of positive feedback from from readers, from from personnel guys in the league. Uh, not as much from those who got poor grades, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but the point is, right? This is a draft of of you know professional caliber players who deserve respect, and I think that a lot more needs to go into draft day coverage and more perhaps more importantly building up the profile of the draft because right now there's there's very little buzz going into it and people talk about the cfl draft being boring because so many offensive linemen go well there was only two in the first round and i know you hate the term but we had a skill position player go number one overall in tight end jake burt who has the potential at least to be exciting on offense and then you look at the second round and yeah you know there was three linemen that went there on the offensive side of the ball but still some defenders terrell Jana went to the riders at 17 overall And to me, it definitely needs more time and effort into it to build it up. It's the chicken and the egg theory, but if no one knows it's happening, and there were some people on my timeline today after I posted the rating story that flat out said, I'm a CFL fan, but I didn't even know what was happening. That tells you it needs more promotion. The CFL draft indeed took place on Tuesday night. No, it wasn't Wednesday night. (laughs) <laughs> the Hamilton Tiger Cats selected Boston College tight end Jake Burt with the number one overall pick. We've done an entire show on it, and you should go listen to it. It's probably right underneath this one if you're on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to it. What were your overall thoughts on the draft? And i got to ask you first, were you surprised Burt went number one? I, I really was, and and I had Terrell Janna as the number one pick in my very first mock draft from way back in January. And we talked about it the day of the draft. There was a strong consensus, not that J- that Terrell Janna would be the number one pick. And let's take our listeners behind the curtain here for a moment. When the CFL draft traditionally has taken place, teams have oftentimes flown in the prospect. And so if you're covering the draft, you know the day ahead of time. Okay, I've received word out of you know, name the CFL city out of Toronto, out of whatever that so-and-so is, is, is on an airplane right now. And, and there's only one reason they'd be on an airplane to this city. And that's because they're the number one pick in the CFL draft, obviously in COVID times that, that, that has not happened. And, and I, what I understand is that in Hamilton, uh, that information selecting Jake Burt, number one was, uh, was never, ever, going to leak out of their building they did manage to ship him some overnight tie cats gear uh when they decided mm-hmm. to make him the number one pick but that that information was not leaving the tie cats club uh, clubhouse uh under any circumstances so i was confident terrell Jana was the number one pick but talking to people and i had a bunch of people asking me after especially after our betting piece for bodog canada went up saying is this a sure thing i said absolutely not i would say it's probably 50 percent chance I w- is what is the confidence I would have in it, but it's not a sure thing because there's nothing that's sure in the CFL draft. I thought it was a wacky year. 
is Burt going to be a great CFL player? I don't know. I'll say this. I've talked to some people who have a concern about his speed. He was telling teams he runs 4.48. I've yet to talk to a personnel guy who believes that. They peg him more as a 4.75, which is slow by CFL standards. That said, I don't think Andy Fantuz ever ran sub 4.75, and Andy Fantuz is the greatest university Canadian receiver ever, and he's you know, one of the best, certainly Canadian receivers in the CFL over the last 25 years. So I'm in, I'm very intrigued to see how the Ticats use Burt. And I'll say this, I'm rooting for him because we need more impact Canadian receivers in this league. Andy Fantuz was dominant, but to be fair, Hodge, he might never have run sub five, although it didn't really matter. <laughs> As for Burt, you mentioned them overnighting the gear he had the number one jersey there. He had his contract signed. So to me, when he did his media availability on Monday, he knew where he was going. Because if you've agreed to a contract and you're signing it the morning of the draft, then that's a done deal. He did talk about, well, it wasn't official until the pick was made. But you're signing your contract. They're not going to take somebody else. I mean, technically, there could be a chance that they trade out of there. But the main reason the Ticats wanted to take Burt is because... They have Nikola Kalinic, who they believe is a dynamic presence on their offense, who can do many things and was used a lot as a rookie. But when he was out with injury, that package went out the window because they didn't have anybody else on the roster like Kalinic, a big physical presence who has the ability to line up at receiver, can play tight end, can play fullback, is physical, but can also run. Burt fits that mold. As you said, there are some question marks about why the New England Patriots did not re-sign him after one year there, and the medical history, two ACL knee injuries, a broken collarbone is sort of a fluky thing, but it's more about the knee. Although he's a versatile talent, and we know those are covered, especially in Hamilton. So... You mentioned the fact that he didn't fly into Hamilton, but I think what we got to do next year, Hodge, is make some friends with people at Purelater or FedEx. <laughs> and when that package goes out to the number one overall pick, if they don't fly them in, then that's the way we're going to find out. I had an inkling leading into the draft that it was leaning that way. And we had a quote on our website, too, from Sean Burke, the co-manager of football operations with the Ticats, praising Terrell Jana. So after that quote, I thought... He's not going to praise somebody that he's taking first overall. So it kind of led me in that direction, but it was a little bit of a surprise. Well, and here's here's one thing. You mentioned Kalinich. we got to take a break, but we, you mentioned Kalinich. One thing I did think about, man, wouldn't it be amazing to have a double tight formation? You got two tight ends who can punch you in the mouth in the run game blocking for Sean Thomas Erlington, but either of them can sneak out as, you know, six foot four, 245 pound receivers and hurt you, especially in the red zone. That would be pretty exciting to see we got to take a Canadian version of Rob Gronkowski <laughs> and Aaron Hernandez maybe well uh maybe not Aaron Hernandez but I get where you're going we got time for a break we'll be right back this episode of the three down nation podcast is brought to you by the one and only Manscaped this is your pubic service announcement not public pubic and the news you've all been waiting for the manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which is now available for purchase in the usa and of course canada this new trimmer was just released moments ago and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news that's what we do at three down nation we break news join over two million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer 
just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. If you didn't get me, one more time. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders apparently were able to select two of the top three players ranked on their draft board. DB Nelson Lacombo and receiver Terrell Janna. The third if I'm going to make an educated guess, must have been tight end Jake Burt. If he was available second overall, Hodge, in your estimation, with your background research, what might the Riders have done if their Regina-born boy was still available? Well, I this is a great question. I mean, I think the thing to remember with Nelson Lacombo, I mean, the, the Riders were always going to take a now guy. And you talk about at the top of their board. Well, Okay, at the top of their board, if we're talking true talent, you've got Javon Holland and Ben St. Just and all those guys who got drafted by the NFL, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. But in terms of the now guys, their top three, you're right, was Jana, it was Lacombo, it was Burt. That's in no particular order, by the way, those three. Obviously, Burt goes off the board. I think if the Ticats had taken Jana, I still think Nelson Lacombo would have been the guy, obviously, Bert was born in Regina, and I think had Bert, let's say, fallen to three, I'm not convinced the Bombers take him, but I think he would have gone four or five, uh, either to BC or Edmonton, respectively. Uh, he wouldn't have lasted long, but I think for the Riders, Lacombo, I mean, Jeremy O'Day gushed about him um, to the media after selecting him. You know, he, he played close by in Saskatoon. I think that's a concern they sometimes have in Saskatchewan as well. If we draft a kid who grew up in Toronto or, or draft a kid who, who grew up in Miami or New York City, I mean, are they even going to want to be in Saskatchewan? I'm a proud Prairie guy, but this is not the lifestyle that every football player wants, uh, right, living in the Prairies. So I still think Lacombo's the guy. I think he fit their one immediate need, which was help at corner, where they're looking to start a guy at field. But it certainly would have been interesting had Jana got one. I will say this. The fact that they got Janet 17 to me, maybe the best value pick in the draft. He, he, he was deserving of being a top five selection. The fact that he slid to 17, shocking. Agreed, buddy. I do think, though, that if Burt got to three, that there might have been some trade action there. There were some rumblings after the draft that teams were at least laying the foundation to potentially go up and get him if he got there. And that's part of the reason, honestly, the Ticats took him because they're thinking, well, if all these teams are coveting this guy, why don't we take him at one and then we'll get whoever falls to us at nine. They ended up selecting Nick Cross, the linebacker slash defensive back out of the University of British Columbia. So to get a value pick there as well. The Canadian Football Players Association wants decisive action from the CFL regarding the 2021 20, season. Dunkster, how do you feel about that? I can understand where they're coming from. You're talking about players training and potentially making the decision to leave their jobs and actually planning out their future. The league has clearly set a target date of August 5th, but it should be said, when that announcement came out, my man, there was no schedule. 
we had a 2021 schedule for the entire 18-game season last November, and the league is planning, or targeting, let's say, to play on August 5th with no schedule. So if you're a player, that doesn't really lead you to believe that the league is serious about this. And the timeline is very short, and really that August 5th start date was based on Prime Minister Justin Trudeau stating that at least by the end of June, everyone in Canada who wants it will have at least one shot of the vaccine. Now, that's if everything went according to plan, and that's the way the league worked off of. And really, you can't take anybody else's word for it other than Trudeau. However, the fact that there is no schedule and no defined start date leaves the players again in a place of uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, and this is anecdotal, but I, I've had my first vaccination shot in the province of Manitoba. About 40% of people have, and they've just announced that anybody over the age of 12 will be able to get the Pfizer vaccine. And so if you're the CFL, I, I know there's uncertainty. I get it. It's been a year of uncertainty, but the CFL to me is kind of like the boy who cried wolf at this point. So many times they've said, oh, you know, just trust us. You know, oh, well, we're going to figure this out. Or, oh, don't worry, we're going to do what's in the best interest of our players. I'm sorry. You, you, you haven't earned the benefit of the doubt here. Um, you, you, you strung an entire country of fans along and along with hundreds of players last year, uh, you know, not committing to a CFL season and kind of, you know, uh, just, just, you know, letting the, oh, geez, uh, hemming and hawing. And finally, you know, three months after delaying the season, you cancel it. Um, so if you're the CFL, which, and you're right, that announcement really should have come with a brand new schedule. We had so many people emailing the monday mailbag hey are they just lobbing mm -hmm. the first five weeks off of the season what's going on no they're, they're making a new schedule they just haven't done it yet um they definitely need to get that done because again they have not earned the benefit of the doubt from anybody the players the fans anybody four canadians were selected in the 2021 nfl draft tying a record Hodge, and four more were signed to priority undrafted free agent contracts. What does it say about the state of Canadian football talent? Well, I think it says a lot, and I think there are some critics who will say, oh, well, you know, but seven of these guys under contract played in the NCAA. So, you know, this is really about American prospects, blah, blah, blah. And, and okay, there are some guys, Josh Palmer, for instance, went down, played his last two years of high school football. Uh, I believe off the top of my head it was in Florida before committing to the University of Tennessee where he played obviously for four seasons. So yeah, there's a lot of American coaching there. But you also in this draft class had guys like Chuba Hubbard, Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga, who didn't play a down of four-down football until they got to a Power 5 NCAA program. And then you've got guys like Pierre-Olivier Lestage out of the University de Montreal-Carabin, pardon my terrible French accent, who, who still to this day has yet to play a four-down game of football in a real game. He did partake in a little bit of, of showcase-type events down south, but he, he's born and bred in Canada, 
and and did not attend an American high school, did not play American football in university, and in fact didn't even play last season. I think that speaks so highly of his talent, his skill level, his potential. He didn't even play in 2020 as, of course, the youth sports uh, football season was canceled. So I think it says a lot about the talent that's in Canada and the talent that spilled over into the CFL. I think, you know, we saw guys like like top top flight talents who are going to be in the CFL right away or potentially could be in the CFL right away. I think it speaks volumes. Anybody who says that Canadian talent is not up to snuff is either ill-informed or has an agenda. Or they aren't working hard enough, my man. I'll know. Josh <laughs> Palmer went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, one of there the biggest go. prep schools in the United States. But to be quite honest... On that point that you were making, I really don't understand why we hold it against these guys that go down there. It's all about relationships and how you can get seen. So if you feel like, as a Canadian, the best route to go is going and playing at an American prep school, let's say, for your last couple years of high school, why not go and do that? I really don't understand people who call themselves fans of Canadian football holding it against these players. As you said, there are guys that have gone the other route. Chase Claypool, who was an absolute superstar as a rookie, never played in the States until he went to Notre Dame. So it's definitely possible, and I love that guys are getting drafted and signed and legitimate opportunities, and it just shows on top of a CFL draft class that was very deep that the talent up here is coming, man. It's booming. Chuba Hubbard, who once famously dropped a puck at an Edmonton Oilers game. By the way, great place to get your oil changed. Jiffy Lube. Check it out. Chuba Hubbard signed a four-year contract worth $4.2 million with the Carolina Panthers on Thursday after being selected by the team in the fourth round of the NFL draft. What are your expectations for his career in the NFL? To me, he could not have gone to a better spot because I just referenced it. And in the United States, and pretty much in anything, my man, it's about relationships. And the fact that Matt Rule and his wife remember what Chuba <laughs> Hubbard did to them when he was at Baylor is going to stick out in both of their minds and more importantly, obviously, Matt Rule because he's looked at as this offensive guru. Christian McCaffrey, for as good as he is, no doubt a franchise running back, was beat up a little bit last year coming off the previous year where he had so many touches in the run game in the pass game. So they know that they have to manage Christian McCaffrey's workload. And you have Chuba Hubbard on the roster. And yes, he was a fourth-round pick, and some people might view that as not going very high. But for a running back in this day and age, I don't care where you're drafted, to be honest. You just need an opportunity and go to the right team. And I believe Hubbard is in that spot in Carolina because Rule is a fan of his which means he's going to get a legitimate opportunity there to handle the rock, in my opinion, and who knows what happens down the line with Christian McCaffrey because when it comes time for him to potentially become a free agent, are you going to give him a massive payday that chews up a bunch of your cap? Or do you look at a Chuba Hubbard if you bring him along properly? And if Hubbard learns from McCaffrey, and we should say that Hubbard has been very complimentary of McCaffrey's game and watched him while he was at Oklahoma State, that it might be more valuable and more of a value for the Panthers to keep Hubbard in the long term. Well, and you're right. I mean, McCaffrey had a thousand, a thousand in 2019, had almost 1,400 yards rushing and had a thousand yards receiving. It took him more than 400 touches to do it. 
which is probably why he only played three games in 2020. But I, I think it's a great fit as well. The knock on Hubbard has been his size, right? He's six foot, about a, you know 205 pounds. Well, Christian McCaffrey's the exact same size, right? He's, he's 5'11", 205. So if you're Christian McCaffrey and you're a rock star in the CFL, right? If you're, or pardon me, in, in, in college, you're going to the NFL and guys are saying, eh, he's a little small. Well, he, he's the same size as Christian McCaffrey, who, who had arguably the biggest workload of any running back in NFL history, right, in 2019 when he had 1,000, 1,000, which is so unbelievably rare. So the point is, I, I, I agree with you, Dunkster. He could not have gone to a better place. Uh, he's not playing. You know, he didn't go in the sixth round of Jacksonville where he's going to get, Ugh. you know, forgotten or, <laughs> or whatever. He went to an up-and-coming team that's going to have a good offensive line, and he's playing behind an absolute stud who who fits his exact game. They've got the same frame, similar skill set. I love it. We got to take a second break, but when we come back, it'll be time for Hodges Heritage Moment. Welcome back. It's time for Hodges Heritage Moment. On this day in 1974, Anna Stuckus was inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame as a builder. The Toronto native played 15 seasons of professional football, including three as a player coach with Edmonton. He became the first head coach and general manager of the BC Lions in 1953 and held those roles for two seasons. The CFL's Coach of the Year to this day is presented annually with the Annis Stuckus Trophy. Dunkster, you got any fond memories of Anna Stuckus? I wasn't alive back then, bro. <laughs> I was born in 1986, for anyone that was wondering. So, no, but definitely a legend. <laughs> well, hey, me neither. Though, I, I, I will say, I look older than you, but I am, in fact, younger. It's time for the three-minute drill, <laughs> powered by Jiffy Lee. The Lions have signed number one pick, Jordan Williams, from the 2020 CFL Draft. Do you think he's going to be good on the West Coast? Dude, I really do. He's been training hard, clearly, if you follow him on Instagram, the Jordan Williams experience, I believe it is. The handle on there, that is. Great handle. I'm curious to see this guy get on the field. It really is. The Argos signed the number two pick in the 2020 CFL draft and receiver Dejan Brissett. Dejan, Dejan, Dejan. What are your expectations for him in the six? I'll be honest, I thought Toronto reached a little bit when they took him. I'm interested to see how he plays compared to his college teammate who was just drafted by the Riders in Terrell Jan. Former CFL All-Star receiver Manny Arsenault has signed with the Frisco Fighters of the Indoor Football League. Are you going to watch the IFL Manny show? Sure, man. How about them fighters? I could become a fan of that. And to be honest, I'd like to see Manny Arsenal one more season in BC. End it where his career started. Canadian kicker Liram Hyralahu is playing in the Spring League. Do you think that could lead to another NFL shot? Well, I think his spectacular seasons he had in Hamilton should be enough to get him an NFL shot. But if the Spring League helps out, that uh, can't hurt. Canadian offensive lineman Pierre-Olivier Lestage signed with the Seattle Seahawks after speaking on the phone with head coach Pete Carroll. Do you think he sticks with them long term? I do because Carroll called him not only once but twice after he signed the deal and he's not a dude that wastes time if he doesn't feel like he needs to. Yes, I love P.O. in Seattle. 
John Hopnagel told the media in Calgary that he didn't feel the team needed to draft an offensive lineman despite the retirements of Shane Bergman and Brad Erdos. Do you believe him? I think Calgary has some intriguing guys. They got Zach Williams in the 2019 draft out of Manitoba, Jalen Guthrie out of Guelph, Jonathan Zamora in 2020 uh, from out in the AUS. I just think they needed a guy, and that's why they went out and got Bryce Bell. I think they liked Bryce Bell enough they would have taken him anyway. So I believe that part of it from Huff, but I don't believe the whole story. I think Bell was a necessary gift for them. Doug Flutie's Maximum Football, the indie video game produced by Peterborough-based company Canuck Play that gave fans a chance to play with either Canadian or American rule sets, has ceased operations along with the rest of the company. Isn't that a bummer? It really is, man. It seemed like that game had an uptick and was on the rise, you know, especially after we were pumping the tires of it. But hopefully they can find a way one day to get back on the field virtually. Football Canada unveiled the six finalists for the John Cornish Trophy, including John Mechie III, Josh Palmer, Chuba Hubba, Chuba Hubbard, Hubba Hubba Hubba, Alaric Jackson, Alonzo Adai, and Amen Agbong Bamiga. Who do you see as the winner? Well, Dunkster, you and I both have ballots for this, as long, along with our fellow draft analyst, J.C. Abbott. I've already submitted mine. I think that this is John Mechie's award to lose. He was at the top of my ballot. Though I will throw out a shout-out to Alonzo Adai at West Virginia, who I thought had a sensational season. Winnipeg Member of Parliament Jim Carr has publicly confirmed the federal government and CFL are in talks regarding potential funding. Here we go again. <laughs> so according to the league, they're not asking for a $30 million interest-free loan again, but they're asking for some type of money. So what gives here, Hud? Are you, are you suggesting that the CFL is not being open and transparent, Dunkster? If so, I am flabbergasted. <laughs> I might be just a little bit. All right, it is time to go. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Freedown Nation podcast powered by Jiffy Loop. We'll be back next Thursday. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast service you prefer. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. 
Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.